Hey, my name is Parker Manuel, pastor of Pinewood Church in Boulder, Colorado, where our mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, today we are actually launching into a new conversation out of Ephesians 4, and we're so excited about it. That's right. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, we're gonna talk about what it actually looks like to unleash you to do the work of ministry. So if you have your Bible, let's just jump in together. Grab a journal, grab a friend, get your typing fingers ready, because I want you guys to light up the comments. We need to hear from you today. But Ephesians 4, verse 11, it says this, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness in the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. From him the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. Man, let's go. Hey, I wanna pray for us as we just launch into this service, but wherever you are today, I want you to know that you're not alone. Not only are we standing with you and we believe in you, but God has not left you. He hasn't forsaken you in this season, whether it be financial hardship, anxiety or depression, whether you've lost your job, whether you're dealing with a virus, man, God is with you. So I just wanna pray for you right now. Jesus, we see and believe that you're doing a work. We claim your name over every circumstance and over every, every single person that is watching. We ask Jesus that you would break chains, release people of bondage in your name, Jesus. Would you perform the miracle that is needed in every single heart, in every single circumstance right now. We claim this in the name of Jesus, we believe, and it's in your name we pray, amen. Well, we got everybody semi-settled right now, and so I'm gonna go down to my office and I'm gonna record a message for you. We're gonna be trying something new, something different, but I really think that you're gonna like it. How are y'all doing today? Let us know how you're doing. We wanna pray for you. We wanna come alongside you on your faith journey. Go ahead, let us know right now in the comment section. How can we pray for you? Go to our website, pinewood.church, hit the request prayer. We got people that wanna spend one-on-one time in prayer with you right now. We know that everybody needs prayer. Just let us know specifically how we can be praying for you. Let me go ahead and get this set up. I can't wait to jump into this word with you today. Welcome to my office. Let's go ahead and dive into the text. Again, we're gonna be looking at Ephesians chapter four. My wife, she read the full passage, and then right now we're gonna study in verses 11 and 13. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and get it out. 
also wanna encourage you to go ahead and grab your journal. If you have a pen and a journal handy, go ahead and pull that out as well. We're gonna be drawing some illustrations today and I wanna teach you just how I illustrate the Bible as I study it. And we're also gonna do a little bit of a word study today. If you don't have a Bible, I wanna encourage you to download the YouVersion app. It's a free app. We'd love for you to follow along with us. Let's go ahead and look at Ephesians chapter four, verses 11 through 13, the passage that talks about equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Now, we're gonna study every word because we believe that every word matters, that God's word is alive, that it is active. We believe that God's word meets you right where you are, but amen, it doesn't leave you where you are. We believe that God's word goes to the core of who you are, changes you from the inside out. We believe that God's word gives us hope for, for heaven, it gives us hope with Jesus, it gives us a relationship with God. It gives us comfort for our souls, a guide for our life. It's, can you tell I'm a big fan of God's word? Let's go ahead and look at verse 11. It says this, now these are the gifts Christ gave. So we're talking about gifts that Christ gave. And who did he give the gifts to? He gave them to the church. What were the gifts? The apostle, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Now he's specifically referencing to the leaders in the church that Christ gave these gifts to. And it, they have a job to do. How many of you know when God is giving you a gift, there's a responsibility? Mm, that'll preach. Well, I'm trying to preach. All right, let's, let's move on. All right. It says, it is to equip God's people to do whose work? His work. And to build up the church. There we see it again, the church, the body of Christ. So who is the church? It is the body of Christ. That we are many members in the body, but we are all the church. You can say, hey, I'm not a part of the church. I'm going to tell you right now, based on this text, if you're a part of the body of Christ, you're a part of church. Amen? All right, here we go. This will continue. So what was started here will continue that there is a pursuit happening now in God's purpose. And it is until we all continue. And, oh, okay. It, this will continue until we all come to such unity. It's a key word in the text because it's a key theme in the passage. And our faith and knowledge of God's son. Who is God's son? His name is Jesus. Till we all come to the knowledge of Jesus, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Jesus. The, the, the name Christian means to be Christ-like. So there is a standard. And we want to measure up. We want to be Christ-like in our lives and be mature in the Lord. We don't want to be immature. All right, let's go ahead and look at the that's the New Living Translation. I want us now to look for just a minute and really kind of unpack for just a second the CSB. This is the CSB. It's more of a little literal translation in the Bible. It says this, He himself gave, who is this? This is Christ. He gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. So we're going to go ahead and shorten this for right now, and we're going to go ahead and call this the Apest. Y'all following along? We got the apostle, we got the prophet, evangelist, and then we got the shepherds and the teachers. I want to talk to you for just a minute about these gifts. The leaders in the church, the gifts that they have are given by God. 
They have no room to boast in their gift. Why? Because it, it's not them. It's not their natural ability. It is 100% from God. We also see uh, in the text that it is for the church. So not only can they boast in their gift, but they can't even post in the result. Because it's not even for them, it's for the church. It's something outside of them. So the best leaders are humble leaders because they understand this principle. Let's talk about these five specific type of leaders. First, we see the apostolic leader. We see that the apostolic leader is the leader that is a pioneer. They're starting new initiatives, starting new ministries. A lot of church planners have the apostolic gift on their life. We also see the gift of the prophetic Now, this is not some mystical type of fortune telling or future telling. No, no, no. This is somebody who has the gift of prophetic is somebody who has a strong discernment of God's word. They have a knowledge of God's word and they boldly declare that word to others, especially in seasons like this. The prophet is going to be the one that rises up that says, no, God is working. God is moving. God does have a plan for your life. Come on, get in the game and get on mission for God. That's going to be someone with the voice of the prophetic. Then we see the evangelist. The evangelists are the Pastor Billy Grahams of our day. They're the ones that can step into any scenario, and they're going to boldly proclaim and boldly share the good news of the gospel. Pastor Billy Graham obviously had the gift of an evangelist over his life. He'd fill arenas full, and they would see thousands and thousands of people say yes to Jesus. That's the gift of evangelist. Then we see the gift of a shepherd. Somebody, a leader who has this gift on their life are really good and they're uh, they're really great at guiding people, walking with people, guarding people. They're the loving, they're the compassionate shepherd. They lead their people. Then we see the teacher. The teacher is the one that gets in God's word, extracts God's word, and delivers God's word. They're also the ones training other people to teach God's word. These are the, the leaders that God has gifted for the local church. But if you see from even the definitions that we gave them, it doesn't say that they're the only ones doing the work of the ministry, correct? Let's go ahead and do an illustration here. I want to help us understand this principle. So I'm not an artist, so bear with me here for just a second. Here we have God. He gives gifts. And from what we can tell from the text, gifts, he's giving gifts to two different types of people. One, to the leaders of the church. He gave this gift. And we're going to go ahead and call them, as we did before, the apest. And then he's talking to the saints. The specific responsibility that he gives the apests is to be what? Equippers. So we're going to go ahead and call the apest the equippers. That's their primary responsibility. So what is the work of the saints based on this text? To do the work of ministry. So what are we going to call the saints? Ministers. That's right. That's right. You are a minister of the gospel. You're like, no, no, no. Don't put that on me. You're the minister. I'm just here to serve. Well, it's funny you say that because the word minister in the New Testament is interchangeable with the word servant. So to be a minister means that you are a, what, where am I going? A servant 
leader. That's right. If you are a follower of Jesus, that means that you are a minister. You are a servant leader. You're a minister in your home. You're a minister over your spouse. You're a minister with your kids. You're a minister in your neighborhood, at your workplace. You are empowered. You are enabled. You are equipped to be a minister right where you are. The Holy Spirit has given you a special and unique gift over your life to be a minister. And as we see in the text, when the body is working together in unison, there's unity there that the mission goes forward. We see that the church is internally strengthened and externally expands. This is an incredible opportunity that we have as saints to be servant leaders and ministers of the gospel. This is good news here. Come on, what does it say? Until we all reach unity in the faith, that there is a pursuit that we're on as saints to be ministers of the gospel. You see the difference here. Let's look back at this image. You see the difference here? The saints are the ministers. Yes, the apes have a responsibility to do. But how much would get done if the apes were the only ones doing ministry? No, 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 no. We believe in multiplication. We believe in empowerment. We believe in equipping, giving tools to the people so that then they can go out and empower. They can then go out and equip. Now, we do not want to be an addition. I can only do so much work of the ministry, so much of the serving, if it's just me. But there is no end to what we can accomplish if we're all in this together. You have gifts that I don't have. You have amazing gifts on your life. There's people in your life that need your gift that I can't do that. There's, a, there's people in your home that need your gift. And I feel like God told me this word, and it's the word unleash. I want to encourage our people, the people that are watching this, unleash your gift in your home. Unleash your gift in our city. Unleash your gift in your global influence around the world. I'm going to have my wife unpack, unpack some practical ways that we can equip the saints for work of ministry uh, in just a minute. But I wanted to close by reading the translation in the message version. And it's a paraphrase version, but it really spoke to me and I believe it'll bless you. It says this, He handed out gifts above and below. Heaven filled with his gifts. Filled earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor, teacher. To do what? To train Christ's followers in, what does he say right here? Skilled servant work. Ministry. Working with Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other. Efficient and graceful in response to God's Son. How many of you know that when we're working together, we're more efficient, that we're more effective, fully mature? Come on, we don't want to raise up a bunch of immature believers. No, no, no. We want to be grounded in God's truth. We're going to be talking more about that and gifts next weekend. Fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. He is risen. And he lives in you and he lives in me. And he has given us these special gifts to the local church to live out the mission that God has called us to. And I want you to hear from my wife in some practical ways that we as the church can do the work of the ministry. Hey, welcome to my space. This is kind of where you can find me in the middle of the day 
working, responding to Slack messages. Um, but usually by this point of the day, I feel like I'm drowning, to be honest. Um, I wake up feeling like this unstoppable force going, I got Jesus, I got the word, I'm ready to go, I have rest, and by this time of the day, I'm going, send help! Because it's hard, the days are hard and long, and I know you can relate to that. But I loved the word, I loved the scripture that Parker just unpacked for us, and I really believe what we can learn from that is we have three things, right? Like we have a calling, we have the Holy Spirit, and we have gifts, right? And maybe you're saying, man, he just unpacked it a lot, of these gifts, the apest, and I don't really know what mine is. I don't know where I land in that story. And I just want to tell you, we're going to unpack that more next week, but you have everything you need right where you are today to do and be all God has called you to be, to be ministers of the body of Christ. Man, Praise hands in the comments. Come on. Like, hopefully that spoke to someone right then. Like, you have everything you need. I mean, as you are discovering more of your gifts, you have everything you need right now to be all God has called you to be. And I truly believe that we are in a prime time for innovation. There are more opportunities right now to serve and be the body of Christ than ever before. There are endless opportunities, right? And endless opportunities to innovate. You know, we um, are known for having renovated homes, many of homes, many homes in the past. And what that has looked like is a lot, a lot, a lot of visits to Lowe's or Home Depot, but Lowe's is our favorite, don't tell. Um, and we would end up there more times in one day than I'd like to admit, and more than anyone should end up probably in a year. And ultimately what was happening is we kept running into problems. We kept running into different problems that we said, man, we need like we need to create a, a solution for this problem. So we'd sit down and create a solution to the problem. And then we would say, you know what, we're gonna go get the tools so that we can be the solution to the problem. And let me tell you, your gifts are the tools for you to be the solution for the body of Christ in serving and becoming ministers of the gospel. So what does that actually look like? Like you're going just like, help me, help me understand the practicality of what that looks like for me in my home right now to be ministers of the gospel. And I think that there's three ways that you can be unleashed. Three ways taken straight from verses 12 through 13. The first one is we can serve the body of Christ. What that actually means, serving the body of Christ, that is the believers within the church. That is believers. That is our family, right? Like that's important how we are serving the family of Christ right now, the body. And there's so many ways that you can do that. But the biggest way I want to encourage you is don't isolate. Like don't go on this journey alone. My first tendency when things get hard and everyone's pressing in and I start feeling the pressure, I just kind of want to shrink up into a cocoon. And I know some of you out there are the same way. Like you can maybe put a turtle in the comment if you're like turtle just like hide your head in, in moments like this. I know I'm not alone on that journey. And if that's you, I just want to encourage you to keep showing up. And maybe that's not you. Maybe your tendency is to reach out to a lot of people. I would encourage you, keep doing it. 
A way that you can be unleashed right now is to encourage and spur each other on in the gospel. Spur each other on in truth and in growth. Push each other further. Push each other to truth. One of the ways that we do that at Pinewood is we have crews. Um, crews are our small groups. It's where we say, you know, we recognize that there's a big body of Christ and we want to get more intimate with each other. So I want to encourage you, if you're not in a crew, get in a crew. Throw up in the comments right now what crew you're in. Encourage someone to join you. Crews are a great, great way. Send cards. Man, send cards to each other. Make phone calls. Man, let's be on the phone. Let's be on FaceTime. Let's be on Zoom calls and just connecting with each other. And don't just like go surface level, ask the hard questions. Lean in, sit with people a little longer than normally and say, man, like, tell me your story right now. Tell me where your heart is. So linger a little longer. That's kind of sat with me this week. Second thing is deepen your knowledge of Christ. I have some of my resources here that I wanted to share with you, just some of my favorite right now in what deepening your knowledge of Christ in this season, you become more and more unleashed when you go deeper and deeper in the word and become more founded and grounded in truth. You are gonna become more unleashed because it's gonna come out of an overflow. And so here's some of my, here's some of my favorites right now, seeking God's face, um, praying with through the Bible in a whole year. You know, me and some of the girls are going through um, reading the Bible in a year. And this has been amazing going alongside of it. It kind of gives you cues as to some things to dwell on, some things to pray over, a blessing for your day. That's a favorite right now. I read that at night. Alongside of this, man, I'm spurring my own self to understand more of the history and genealogy of scripture. And this has been amazing. It says 30 days, but it's, it's, it's taking me a lot longer than that. So 30 days to understanding the Bible. I'm learning so much. It has like all these amazing, like fill in the blanks. Like, see, I'm not even to page 90 yet. Um, this is also a favorite, the Jesus Bible. Passion City Church put this out. And man, it just brings... Jesus straight out of every single text. And a text that you're like, oh, I didn't really see Jesus in there. Oh, he's in there. And it shows us where he's in there and in this, in this um, Bible that I love so much. But in deepening your roots right now in this season, you are becoming unleashed because we believe the word of God is living and active and powerful. And when you deepen yourself in the word, you are going to become an unstoppable force. When you say, I'm not going to wait on someone else to feed me, I can feed myself. And you know, part of Cruise, we do Discovery Bible Study. In Discovery Bible Study, we ask some really simple questions that lead you to say, man, how can I study the Word of God on my own? Here's just a few of those questions. What does this passage say about God? What does this passage say about man? And how can I be obedient to it? So start there. If you're just like opening the Bible and saying, how do I get something out of it? Start with those questions. What does it say about God? What does it say about man? And how can I be obedient? Last thing, grow in maturity in Christ. And what does that mean, grow? Like, right, grow in maturity in Christ. That means become more like Christ, okay? Become more like Christ, right? Like, that seems like this big task. What does that actually mean, Jess? Like, right, it, me it means become a servant, that's exactly what Jesus did in Mark 10, 45. Christ came to serve, not to be served. 
And if we want to grow in maturity in Christ, we are going to be the first responders on the field to serve the most, the people that are most in need right now. We're going to go to the nursing homes and serve with care packages and car parades. We're going to show up to the families that need delivery because they can't get out of their house right now. We're going to write cards. Shout out to some of our servant leaders writing cards and saying, you know what? I may not be able to get out of my house right now, but I can write cards. I can, I can paint on cards and write scripture verses and encourage someone right from my home. They are opportunities for you to serve. Some of those ways, honestly, that Pinewood is doing it, that is our kids team. There's a whole team of people that are writing letters and creating these fun games and sending them in packages for the kids every single week. It's absolutely amazing. There's outreach teams. We have a care and a prayer team that's ready and waiting to pray with you today. There are so many ways for you to get involved, whether that be at home or with the church. But let me tell you what's so exciting about all of this is when you say, I know the tools that I have in my tool belt, you get to bring your creativity to the table and say, you know what, Pinewood's doing this, I could partner in this, I could bring this to the table. And what happens is we become an unstoppable force in this city for the advancement of the kingdom of God. And it is a beautiful thing when we come united saying, do your thing. I release you to use your tools and release your gifts to be a force in this city for the kingdom of God. And when you become unleashed, we as a church become an unstoppable force. I know that today's message was primarily focused on those that have a relationship with Jesus and are already a part of the body of Christ. But we don't want to end a service without giving you an invitation to say yes to Jesus. We believe that God loves you so much. We believe that God has a plan for your life and that you can say yes to Jesus today. Scripture teaches us, for by grace we are saved through faith. This is not of our own doing, that is the gift of God, not a result of work so that nobody can boast. So I want to tell you right now, you cannot work and you cannot earn your salvation. You can only receive it through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And we believe that if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, and you believe that Christ is the only one that can atone for your sins, then you will be saved. Romans 10, 13, for all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I wanna give you an invitation right now. Would you join me in this prayer to say yes to Jesus and to receive his free gift of grace over your life today? Would you pray this prayer with me? Say this and say that, hey, I just wanna invite everybody. Let's all say this out loud together. Say, Jesus, I acknowledge that I need you. I confess that I have sinned against you. I believe that God has raised you from the dead. And right now, by faith, I say Jesus is Lord. Thank you for forgiving me. By your grace, I am saved. And by your power, I am set free. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer right now, the scripture says that you are a new creation. Behold, all things are made new. The old is gone. Behold, all things are made new. And we are celebrating that with you. The heavens are celebrating with you. And I know our whole online church family, we're all celebrating. I think this is the biggest and the best decision of your life. And we want to help 
we want to help in your spiritual growth. So would you go on pinewood.church, let us know who you are, fill out a connect card, and check the box that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. Our mission at Pinewood is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. So, so fill out that connect card, let us know who you are, and we'd love to get you plugged into our community. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, or if you'd like to join us on a Sunday, head on over to pinewoodboulder.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you'd like to be notified every time we post new content, then subscribe. And remember, just keep coming back.